What is up, guys, and welcome to another Hongo TV talk show and podcast, where this week we sit down with Jason Gilman from Ridgeline Farms. This dude is literally a second-generation farmer. I mean, third-generation grower, if you really think about it. And he's gone from the era from Outlaw to now being on the list of the Forbes 42. So it's a really interesting podcast when it comes to the history of Ridgeline Farms. We talk about a lot of the different strains that they've created in the past and new stuff coming up, stories from the Emerald Cup, and the current situation that's going on right now in Humboldt that is making it really hard times. As you can see, I'm repping some Ridgeline Farms gear right now. After recording this podcast, I went to the website and purchased a hat and a t-shirt to be able to support Ridgeline Farms. Anyone listening to this can do the same thing at any time by going to ridgelinefarmsapparel.com. But I want to give some away. I want to make sure that this episode reaches as many people as possible. So please help support by commenting down below and participating in this giveaway. All you got to do to be able to win, we're going to be picking three winners. And you're going to be able to win a hat and a shirt or a sweater of your choice. All you got to do to win is click the link in the description below and join the Homegrow TV Discord where we're going to randomly be picking three winners in 14 days time from when we posted this video. So again, share this video, comment down below, and click the link in the description to join the Homegrow TV Discord to participate. And without further ado, let's jump into the podcast. All right, Jason, what is up, my man? Thank you so much, dude, for coming out to the Homegrow TV hey, right podcast. On, man. I appreciate the offer. Good to finally connect. Yeah, no doubt. I know we've been talking for a little bit back and forth trying to make this happen. Today's the day, and I know I've definitely been really excited for this moment. Um, you guys are busy over there, right, in the season? What, what's going on over there right now? On I the mean, day -day? you know, the weather changed for us, and it went from, you know, snowing to 90 degrees. So all the, you know, small starts that were kind of struggling in the cold weather are just pumping right now. So basically we're... Uh, you know, we're just potting up plants, which pretty much all of our plants that are, you know, that we have for our greenhouses are all potted up and growing. So we're just watching them grow, taking care of them and uh, counting down the days before we put them in the hoops. Nice. I know I'm counting down the days, or at least I'm looking at social media nonstop on your guys' Instagram just to see, you know, updates and other times that come in. But for for anyone tuned in right now that might not know who you are or Ridgeline Farms, let's back up a minute and take them back a little bit through your history, Jason. I think you have an amazing you know, story coming up. Bring some of us through that leading up to Ridgeline Farms and before that, a little bit of your history. You know, I was um, just been brought up here in Humboldt County, lived here my whole life. Um, you know, uh, second generation farm, I mean, really my... My grandpa grew some weeds so I could go third if I really wanted, but he wasn't a farmer. Um, you know, it's just, we, I was growing up in a complete cannabis culture where it was a very normal thing, you know, and, uh, you know, I was raised, you know, picking leaves and, you know, helping carry, you know, amendments, chicken shit and stuff down, you know, to my dad's plants and just being around it my whole life, this whole community was brought up by the plant, you know, so you know, I just, you know, I grew up here. Um, I know everybody in this community. Um, like I always say, I'm really deeply rooted in Southern Humboldt. Uh, yeah, and just as the years have gone, you know, we went through so many different challenges, ups and downs. But in general, it's it's been a blessed life living here. You know, it's, I love it in the mountains. I love right. the, you know, the quietness of fishing. 
and growing weed. And so this kind of has all of that, you know? <laughs> and, um, so, you know, I mean, I, I could go and go, but really it just, it, it went from, you know, the outlaw live to, to you know, we were all outlaws our whole lives right. hiding and, you know, kind of basically making up our occupations to people and never being able to tell. I even had some family members. I couldn't even tell the truth, you know, and it was just, that's the way it was. We wanted to stay in this bubble and, you know, and yeah. so when the chance came, you know, prop 64, which all of us voted no, but it happened, you know, like we, before that we had the two fifteen years, which were just crazy. This place was nuts. I mean, people coming in, the green rush like you've never seen before um the hills were flooded with poops and plastic and trucks and you know it was just it was nuts the roads were packed and uh yeah it was it was a crazy wow. time you drive through our little quiet town and i mean there'd be you know streets were full of people from other countries and big signs with with scissors and you know looking for trimming jobs and the bars were popping with different culture and it was a it was a crazy wow. little time man i was just like wow what is happening here you know our little bubbles kind of popping a little bit you know and it was cool because right there was a gray area you know from when we were really scared you know where you know you you do a lot of time to kind of you could just go for it and mm -hmm. you know the the positive about that was you know the money was good but there was a lot of negative and that was you know, the people that didn't really give a shit about our area, they didn't really care about, you know, they didn't, our whole area here is built on cannabis. It's built on community. And, you know, we all put in all the families, you know, helped put in money to bring up, you know, the community centers and the hospitals and the radios and radio station. And I mean, everything here was just, a, we had his own perfect system. And so, when it was blown out of control like that, it was cool because, yeah, the businesses were all get, making money. So that was a positive. But a lot of these mm -hmm. people came here. They weren't donating to schools. They weren't. They didn't really give a shit about the area. And so that was kind of a downfall. Right. It, it was kind of like, okay, you know, this is, this is great. But, you know, everything can't be perfect. And so that was, that was kind of the bad, the bad side of it. Um, you know, and Prop 64 came and, you know, we were all skeptical. We all knew. I mean, we, you don't have to be, you know, a, a scientist to realize we're all about to get screwed by the, by the big companies. And, you know, everybody, once everybody right. sees there's a profit to be made, you know, the, the little guys are getting kicked to the curb. And so sure enough, mm -hmm. you know, Prop 64 got pushed through by the big money. And it's funny because everyone around here, you know, saw us all, you know, we jumped in it and they're like, oh, we well, guys do get, you know, you get what you asked for. We didn't ask for it, you know, but for me, you right. know, having kids and, you know, that's number one, but having kids and, you know, being outlaw your whole life, it's, it's great. But it's when you're younger, when it's, you know, no guts, no glory type of years, you're ready to go. You don't really care. <laughs> we'll just do whatever. But as you get older, you're like, you know, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to do time. I, you know, I, I've worked my ass off for Oof. so many years to, you know, and it's not like we're, we aren't an outlaws. You could look at it a lot of different ways. You know, we're, we're good people. We're good family people. Mm -hmm. We're, 
you know, we take care of each other around here. We take care of our families. You know, I grew up bouncing from house to house in this little community. And, uh, you know, right. so we were outlaws in a, in a way where we, we, you know, we, we made money, but we kept our community rolling. And, you know, my mom was a, mm-hmm. my, pretty much a whole family was a big part of like Reggae on the River, you know? So every year we'd get Reggae on the River, you know, we'd have huge festivals. It would be, I would take up, you know, a month or two out of the summer and it was just yep. fun. I mean, Mateo would have great shows and it was a real good time, you know? And so anyways, 64 went through and I, I said, you know what, man, I mean, I'm jumping in. I mean, I made it this long. I know that mm-hmm. now basically they're looking at you from a satellite. So if you're going to grow weed and you're, they were sending out these, <laughs> they were going to send out these <laughs> abatement letters, which we all got them. And, you know, they're, th- they're threatening to yeah. fine you a thousand dollars a day or $10,000 a day, take away your property and basically lose everything or give you an option to be able to go legal and, you know, jump out of your little hidden bubble. Wow. And, you know, so I just did it. I said, fuck it. I'm doing it. I got kids and I don't want my house to be raided. You know, I went through a lot of that stuff growing up. You yeah. know, I watched my dad get flown away in a helicopter and you know, my uncle went to jail and I mean, it was just part of, part of everybody's family around here. So wow. yeah, I went in, we started up, we started Ridgeline Farms because, you know, I'm on the Ridgeline. I'm looking at King Peak. That's what, you know, that's what this is. The, you know, the mountain, it's, it's what I look at. And, you know, it just yeah. kind of, it kind of went from there. I took a picture of it. My friend, you know, he, he put a, he does design graphics and he took that exact image and he made the, ridgeline and you know we weren't really we were kind of told not to do branding we we're like you know there's no money in that you shouldn't do branding and i kind of mm-hmm. went with it and i think a lot of the reason was i mean grow weed my whole life that's all i've ever done that's what i know so it's kind of fun to be able to make clothing yep. and and designing and do something <laughs> different i was kind of excited for something different right. and so I went that route. Um, basically, you know, I, I Emerald Cup, you know, so Emerald Cup came around, which was here at, at uh, Area 101 for years. This is tiny event, but mm-hmm. it was kind of the first cannabis kind of cup event that I never ever knew yeah. of. You know, I mean, you always hear of high times cup, this and that, but this was a local one. And I went in 2017 to the one in Sonoma entered in some stuff okay i was all nervous you know i didn't want my i didn't want my name to be out there you know we were still we were still saying all right we we put ourselves out there when are they coming we're gonna you know this is a setup is how Mm -hmm. we all kind of felt yeah right right. in your life away you're basically you know you're confessing so i went to that one um you know i didn't win shit and it was funny i walked out of there one of the guys like you know oh you know this thing's just rigged and all you know everybody has something to say about something you know so i was like hey whatever you know that's cool and it was it was a cool event you know and anyway as i said 2018 i put some you know the green lantern in there i put the lambo g two of my favorite strains and yeah sitting in the back row you know actually we're outside for like half the award show and then finally like let's go check it out you know (laughs) it's raining and we went in there and we're smoking weed and you know there's people everywhere and i'm not really i wasn't 
used to being in front of anybody or talking in front of anyone. That's never really been part of part of our I life. Bet, yeah. I never even liked, you know, I mean, I, I, I fished lots of tournaments. I didn't even like standing up in award ceremonies there. And so, yeah, we're sitting there super stoned <laughs> right. and they did like the Willie Nelson award and somehow it did a little weird, little mess up other thing. And it, boom, it showed people ran up to me. I wasn't even looking and it had a little glimpse of like Ridgeline Farms, number one, winning. Wow. Uh, people ran up to me and I literally almost passed out, felt sick. I'm like, no. Wow. Anyways, first ever licensed sun grown was, you know, Green Lantern by Ridgeline Farms. And. And luckily, I had some super good friends that were with me to hold my hand up onto the big stage. Went from <laughs> went from hiding yeah. all the cameras all over and look. It was just it was nuts. I was totally not ready for that wow. moment. Um, you know, got up there, no kind doubt. of blacked out a little, and and said my piece. And right at that time, our town was already starting to really go through the the changes and we were already starting to really hurt. So it was kind of a mm-hmm. good little moment. But uh from after that, you know, I went somehow I got, you know, on the front of the New Yorker. If you look up, you know, Ridgeland or I think yeah. it's like Humboldt County, New Yorker. I got on the New Yorker and, and I was on the front of that. And and that was just things just happen. It's making yeah, and it's making moves. And I have a few questions coming up because I know there's some big news that just came out like this week coming up, right? With Forbes and everything. I want to get to that. But when when you went through that transition, right? And now Ridgeline Farms, it's a brand, it's a name. Was there a certain mission or vision that you came into it with? Or was it just like, no, now I'm you know doing this in, an, in a legal way, or at least I've said I'm doing it. Or was there like right from the beginning, a certain mission and a vision that you went into Ridgeline Farms with? I mean, I'm a strong believer of, you know, manifesting reality. And it's just kind of my, mm-hmm. I just always felt like there's a bigger place in this for me. When this all started, you're like, okay, we're losing our culture. We're losing everything. You know, what about us? And I was like, I just felt like there's something. I've always been a person that I just know everyone around here. You know, I try to respect everyone and just be a good, good, humble, you know, person. And, and, and from that, you know, yeah. and just believe, you know, things are going to happen. And for some reason I knew they were, I can't really explain why, but you know, I, I always kind of, I just kind of dreamed of being able to, you know, help this community. And, you know, and I didn't mm-hmm. know, I knew it was going to get bad. We knew it was going to get bad. I didn't know it was going to get as bad as it is now. I mean, I guess I kind of did, but, you know, my big dream really was, you know, to be able to help all these, you know, I know pretty much all the amazing farmers in these hills and be able to be, you know, I know there's so many of these huge, huge investors in these huge facilities and they're just throwing millions and millions of dollars in the trash trying to grow good weed and and make something Mm -hmm. and i'm like meanwhile there's hills of the best growers in the world here with all this amazing product and they don't need to build more facilities all they need to do is buy this product for a fair price from these farmers that are already here and boom done they make it and so for me that's what that was. That was kind of my dream. I was like, I'd love to be able to just not burn people, give people what they deserve for their product, and Beautiful. you know, and put it on a ridge line and be able to sell it throughout the whole state, you know. And you know, so I don't know. It, it's just one of these things that there's there's a lot of dreams. There's a lot of you know. It's kind of hit me in a weird 
it hit me in a time where, you know, I'm 43 now. I'm not a kid. I'm not, if, if this all happened when I was younger, maybe I'd have big, you know, Ridgeline diamond necklaces and all, you know, woo, but it's, uh-huh. I don't really care. It's not like that to me. You know, this right. is, this is bigger picture for me. And, and I feel like, you know, the, the thing I'm the most proud of is like, you know, it's like me and Johnny Casali with Huckleberry, right. We're probably two of the smallest grows mm-hmm. in California, but our brands and our names are right. out there and they keep going. It's, it's about more than who could grow the most weed. That doesn't matter. It's about the real people who are real, who, you know, are good people who want to support the right things who and grow the best weed, you know? And so as I mean, definitely what I'm the most proud of in this whole thing is staying who I am and just being able to, you know, continue this process, continue the brand getting out there and not having to go crazy. You know, I got a few little partnerships with some mixed light stuff so I could, grow throughout the winter which has just been some of the most amazing herb ever with my new strains of lance but uh awesome. yeah i mean yep. i could go on and on but you ask the next dude that's awesome and, and yeah and and it it really does i feel like the when i started investigating and and i stumbled upon ridgeline and then i got to stumble upon more in your history it's unbelievable. And I feel like the recognition, like it's all coming, to, it's, it's just obvious once you start taking a look at it, your work, and you can just hear it in your voice when you speak. You know, I seen one of your comments once and it was just like, I may not have the best words or the biggest words, but I speak from the heart and that's all I can really give you guys. And you feel it when you see it. And I feel like when I seen the Forbes 42, right, 4, 420 or whatever, 42.0, that blew my mind. And I was like, of course, it makes sense. Of course, Jason Gilman is here. Of course, Ridgeline is recognized. Talk to us a little bit about what that was or what's going on there with this Forbes recognition you know what I mean I, I have no idea I wish I wish I could tell you because <laughs> I'm looking through this list which I don't know you know maybe no quarter of the names but these are big companies these are big businesses these are stars right. and actors and so forth and I mean I guess I guess I'm leaving a mark I guess you know there's something out there that people love the the realness i guess i don't i don't know i I mean because growing up forbes to me was always you know the millionaires and this and that and the big wigs and and we're nothing i'm in a small little farm you know i went and checked out a giant farm the other day and it was amazing it blew my mind i came back to my peaceful little farm nice green grass (laughs) smoked a joint listened to birds checked out you know my plants and i'm like this is it this is this is where i want to be you know so yeah yeah, you know, I, I don't really know the Forbes thing. I really do hope that it does get some eyes out there that, you know, some real people that want to want to roll with Ridgeland Farms. And, and when I say that, you know, yeah, what I want out of this, what I dream of is just at this point, you know, making what I kind of told you a bit earlier is helping the community, keeping the Humboldt name out there. And as much as I'm, I'm kind of burned out, to be honest, you know, I'm, I've been, this is all I've done my whole life. And growing weed is great i love growing weed but the business aspect the being on the phone the social medias the 99.9 meetings and conversations i have that are bullshit that you know people are just feeding you stuff they think you're going to get all excited but i've heard it i've heard it all i want some real people to come in that you know want to support what we have created here not kick to all of us you know legacy farmers to the curb and 
at the end of the day, you could have a big name, you could be a rock star and you could, you could be mm -hmm. the richest person in the world and put your name on a bunch of herb. You have no idea these huge fields, or you could, you know, you could buy herb from, from somebody that's grown their whole life that this is what they've done. Like you said, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't never want that, the college right. for it. You know, I, I don't, I'm not book smart on growing. I know the plant. I could read the plant. I know what the plant needs. Right. It's just something you do. You know, carpenters know how to build, plumbers how to plumb. I know how to grow. This is what I've done my whole life. It's what my dad's done, you know? And so, yeah. Right. Yeah, you can tell anytime I see a video or something, you can tell the plants are happy. They're praying. You know, everything's just loving life out there. And I'm going to roll a clip right now here on the podcast for everyone to see this because this interview with you, you sat down, I think it was with Advanced Nutrients. They came out, you know, they did a little tour and they, they talked with you on some topics. And so I'm going to roll a little clip here for everyone to see. And then we're going to talk about this really quickly. I hate to say it, there's a lot of downs right now and the downs are intense. It's, it's, we're watching our culture get taken away. We're watching, you know, our town went from a boom to now a bust. And, you know, we're seeing the big corporations kind of take over, outprice us. For us to grow product, high quality product, it costs us a lot more for a giant farm to grow lower quality product. And, you know, we're fighting for shelf space. They pay for shelf space. We fight for shelf space, you know? Um, so basically, the Downs are watching our culture kind of get swept away by the, you know, by basically the failing market. It's a real pivotal year, especially. A lot of people are in this year. It's kind of their last shot right now. They can't afford to even grow cannabis because if it isn't worth money, you can't grow. It's expensive to grow the quality that we grow. I don't go to tons of dispensaries, you know, I'll go do some showings, I'll check in, I'll, mm -hmm. you know, places that carry my product. And, you know, it's like recently I, I went to one, um, Santa Barbara, amazing dispensary carries my product, but I mean, most of it is, you know, glass house and that's, it is what it is, but they sponsor that dispensary, you know, and, and, you know, gotcha. I, I work with, a uh, small distributor, Redwood Roots. Um, you know, I'm kind of a partner with them. He's one of my best longtime friends. He's just a small, you know, deeply rooted um, distributor. And he has to, you know, we, we got to fight to get on shelf space in a lot of these places. You know, people ask for our product, this and that. But a lot of what I hear, I can't, I'm not going to say exact names, but, you know, a lot of people, they'll give, you know, hey, you sell this certain amount of product they will pay the pay them extra money you know they'll basically pay to have their product all over the place you know we'll be pushed in the back or whatnot and so yeah it's just harder mm -hmm. for you know for the small people to get the small farms or whatnot to get on on the shelves i mean simple as that right and so it's is there any like immediate, anyone listening to this podcast, anyone going to dispensaries or even growers alike, is there any solutions for both the grower and the consumer um, on this, on this issue where we're, what we're seeing happening in your well, area right now? Well, that's where people that get a voice like you and like me come in and that's educating the consumers because at the end of the day, this is really kind of new for a lot of people, you know, and what I, I would have just think people know what good weed is, but they don't know anything really when it comes to walking into these dispensaries from let's say somebody that's just old enough to smoke people that are like whoa it's legal now now we're gonna smoke and they yeah. walk in 
what are they going to buy? They're going to buy what that person at the counter is going to sell them. What Whatever they say, this is the best, that's what they're going to buy. I mean, so it really comes down right. to, you know, to that dispensary, you know, educating all of their employees and, you know, really, I I don't have enough time, but I should be going and having pop-ups at more of these places. I know Chris from Red Roots is always telling me, like, you need to go do this, but it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard for us to make that time. But yeah, it really just comes down to educating the consumers, you know, because it's uh, it's really not fair to them when it comes down to, you know, them going in and getting a product put in their face that is basically, you know, that this is what is told to be sold because they're going to make a profit on selling that. They're going to get paid an extra bonus for selling, you know, that product. And so, yeah, you just, yeah, educate the consumers, man, and just keep keep telling them, know your farmer, you know, and know, you know, when they buy her from me, you know, yeah, they're so it goes, it goes a lot of right. different places. Not much comes back from the farmer, but what does come back to us <laughs> goes into our little community to keep our little community going. Got you. Yeah, I think you're totally right. When you say the education, the awareness and just getting the message out there. And that's why I really appreciate it. When I sat down and watched that video, it wasn't just about going around in the amazing tour and how beautiful the plants are and what genetics are coming, but to sit down and actually get to talk with you, you know, and to see that interview of like, what's going on over there really opened my eyes up. And that's why I was like, you know what? If there's a good time, it's right now. I want to sit down with Jason, see what's going on over there and and really bring some light to this. As far as some of these challenges that you see, right, that being one of them or the situation and this just being one location, obviously it could be happening in multiple areas of, of the world as they're popping up. But what are some of the big challenges you see over the next five to 10 years in, in the cannabis industry as a whole? And what are some of the things that you're already thinking about on working on to address that? I mean, honestly, our town if it doesn't change, doesn't have five to 10 years. I mean, it has maybe a couple of years. Um, you drive down the street of Garberville right now. And I mean, there's maybe four businesses open, you know, maybe two restaurants, three restaurants left. I mean, our town is empty. It's, it's gutted. Um, it, yeah, it's, wow. it's, it's devastating. And I have lots of good friends and, we, I know tons of people with their, you know, young kids, there's nothing here left for kids, you know, and so people are moving, there's no work, there's no jobs, there's no money. And so this place doesn't have five to 10 years. I hate to say it, but if we keep, wow, we keep pushing and, you know, we, we, I, I strongly believe that, you know, as we see a lot of these big, you know, star brands and so forth crumble and smaller legacy brands stay, you know, the slow and steady. We're over here. The tor- we're definitely be the tortoise in the hair, right? And we're just, just chugging along, letting people drop all yeah. around us. And we just got to keep, you know, keep on the path and, and keep true to who we are. And people eventually are going to start knowing where the best weed comes from. And, you know, it's like, Growing up, if I said the word Humboldt County, where are you from Humboldt County? People look at you, they say weed. I mean, every time, oh, weed, you got the best right. weed. So it, everybody <laughs> said that forever. And, you know, and now it's just going to really come down to, you know, making it through this time. And, you know, people always say, I'm really, I, I hate even talking about, you know, the the legalization when they you know it's like who knows when that's going to happen you know um at the end of the day 
Right. When that happens, yeah, it'd be really nice because I do feel there's a the sun grown California sun grown is probably some of the best in the world, I would imagine. I mean, I believe it is. And it would be sought after mm-hmm. in a lot of places at the same time. What are you gonna get? You're gonna get Walgreens, you're gonna get Costco, you're gonna get all these places that I'm sure are gonna start selling that shit too. So that's why right. I feel that me doing the branding when I did, getting the recognition I got has has that's what it will take because ultimately there is enough weed and product being grown to supply everyone. I mean, definitely California, way too many in California, but there's plenty of weed. It's going to be the names, the trusted names that really matter at the end of the day. It's going to be, you know, it's like, what what is your, you know, what do you buy that you really trust? What food do you look at that that's what I trust, you know? And that's really what I want to be known yeah. for. I want to be able to put, you know, like I said, locals from here that they're, they're amazing herb, you know, my package, their names, I don't even care. You know, I mean, it's kind of a cookie concept, but more of like in a legacy way, Yeah. you know? And it's like, I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's funny with all the, I won't go too deep into it with all the cookie drama going on and this and that and the hit, you know, everybody, people love to watch, you know, big, big fall. And I get a lot of crap for doing stuff with them, but what people don't understand Mm -hmm. is you have to make moves. I don't have money and a budget to market my product like they have. I don't have, you know, like even advanced nutrients, man, right. their organic line, it's amazing. I can't even, you know, it, to afford to run all that, it's expensive, but also to just certain groups, yep. you have to help, you got to use them, they got they use you, right? They're using me because they want that legacy, they want that realness, you know? I'm using them because they're helping yep. getting my product in people's hands that they would never even trust some legacy, some sun-grown you know, farmer that they don't know, but when they walk into some cookie store and they see it, oh, well, they got it. Now we're going to smoke it. So all of a sudden, whoa, that was amazing. So it's really just trying to get my product Uh into other people's hands. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, it kind of feels like it's a weird game out there. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of anger because a lot of people are struggling. And I understand that, you know, and I'm not doing great. It looks like everyone says, at least you're doing great. We're trying to do a brand there's no money in it you know it takes forever but at the end of the day it's what do people really want do do they want to cheer for somebody that's failing you know yay we're all together failing that's not going to help the community (laughs) the community cannot have all of us go down so we have to do things we have to get out of our comfort zone and we have to kind of make moves that we never really thought we were and they they treated me well they still do you know and they they help get my name out there so yeah. i just uh it's been in my head a lot thinking right. about it because i i get a lot of weird comments and a lot of this and that and the hate kind of motivates me honestly mm-hmm. so that's okay but yeah i hear you dude as far as the name getting out there i was just before this this podcast actually I was talking i'm based out of here in colombia right i'm originally canadian but living here in colombia near medellin and I have a good buddy. He grows outdoor. And I was like, oh, yeah, later I'm hopping on with Jason uh, from Ridgeline. I, I assumed he just didn't know he doesn't speak English. And he's like, oh, no way, Ridgeline? Like, that's amazing. I've been following them forever. I've been checking everything out. And that's an outdoor grower here in Colombia that it's just like, you know, the reach is happening. The message is getting out there and the work's that's, being that's shown. Amazing. To switch the conversation to something 
exciting on this end is the genetics. And that's for me, I'm a genetic nerd. I always love like going in there and seeing what's going on. Let's talk about some of your favorite strains that you've grown at the farm over the last few years. And this could be recent. It could be classic. Take us to some of, of Jason's I favorites. I mean, um, well, you know, I'm, we kind of went in sections here growing up. We would, you know, you'd get a strain and this area would grow it for five to 10 years. I mean, that's just how it was. There's all kinds of strains, but you know, OG was always one of my favorite strains, you know, and I just, so I'd kind of, we would cross seeds, we cross OG plants and this and that. And I came up with um, the strain. I ended up calling it Lambo, oh, Lambo OG. It was, and it really is kind of because these buyers kept calling it. We want that Ferrari. You want that Ferrari OG. I kind of like the Lambo O. <laughs> but I do Lambo OG on there. Glad I didn't get yeah. sued for that. But um, I love the OG. That was one of my favorite ones. They still have the seeds. They, I've actually popped a few here and there because I, sad to say, I kind of let that one go because the OG market kind of went down, which it's still just a, it, it's the high when you smoke it, it almost has like a dirt, just a earthy taste. And oh man, I love it. Okay. But uh, yeah, I went from there into the Green right. Lantern. The Green Lantern is it's really hard to grow in my elevation. I'm up here at 2,100 feet. We tend to have like mm-hmm. nice hot days like this, and all of a sudden it's cold at night or something, and and it doesn't love it. But man, it is this strain. So that's the strain that won twenty eighteen. Um, it's phenomenal. It, the high on it, it's a not. There's not a really a terpy. There's it's some gas. There's an OG in it. It's a mystery bag seed. Can't yeah. tell you more than OG. We did the the phyllo thing, and so forth. But it's one of my good friend um, Billy. It was his strain, and he he coveted it, and he let me grow it, and it's like it puts off a high that's different than any other high you could have. Like you could sit down with your boys, you could be smoking it, and you almost have like a little, like a mushroom, little mushroom high, but it goes away a little quicker than that. It's wow. just strong, yeah. powerful, and it's 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 medicinal at the same time. Um, love that one. We had Got the you. 2019, which you know that was probably one of the most proudest years for me and emerald cup when i ended up going we got uh we got ninth place with the green lantern again i got fifth place with ice cream cake and then i got first place with ridgeline runts so we had top we had three in the top 10 wow and that ridgeline runts is yeah from you know is kind of a pheno selected from some locals around here um and it's just it was, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I know it's like the runs thing. People act like they're sick of it and then they smoke it and they're like, what's this? Exactly. It tastes good. So I don't <laughs> yeah. care if you're sick of it or not. Right. It's delicious. Well, anyways, I've been, yeah. you know, breeding, I've been crossing stuff kind of my whole life. I'm not a breeder like they, you know, I don't, nowadays there's just all these little, you know, who are you? You're a breeder. I'm just a farmer. Okay. And I cross, I cross strains. Right. Um, if you want to call that a breeder, fine. So, you know, my, and it's rad. Be- and I read online, you cross, you cross strains. So oh, yeah. is it with oh, your father yeah. or you guys, Definitely. is that still and, and, the breeding? You know, we don't even, right. I've actually asked them because, you know, I'm getting to the point where I might start selling some seeds that my demand is so high. And I don't, I'm like, how do you right. feminize this? Uh, you know, how do you make feminized seeds? People look at me and laugh. I'm like, well, that's not my deal to me that was always like gmo type of shit so i i never went that route we literally grow up gotcha. a male we get the pollen we put it in a bag we go over we you know we shake it paint it on whatever need necessary onto plants and 
we do it the old way and it yeah. and that takes a long time so so we get those seeds that we'd get those seeds after a whole season and then the next season we try them out so we're talking years right now right. i kind of i do them in the winter yeah. you know i'll do them inside and start them up and sex them out but i still have well anyways i won't skip this because we ended up doing that it was we had a green lantern i was crossed with we have no idea what and I cross, I cr- I got that mm-hmm. from my buddy Billy, and I crossed that into the Green Lantern again. So there's two years, and then I crossed that <clears throat> into the Ridgeline Runs. We got this, you know. So we popped a whole bunch of, them and I got the, a bunch of these phenos. And I kind of waste a lot of my grow space. You know, I'll waste a greenhouse on trying new strains, and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a big loss. It's you know, money wise, but. For me, that's what excites right. me. Excites me. I could sit there and grow field and field and fields of yep. ice cream cake or OG, look at the same buds, or you're starting a new pheno. What's it going to do? What's it going to smell like? What's it going to look like? You know, and it's that keeps mm-hmm. the energy, the motivation, the drive alive. And anyways, I did uh, like six different phenos of that, and all of a sudden this one was just, it was a a shorter one and it was get purple. And the smell was just like, it was like this old school Urkel, which I I don't know if you ever tried the old school Urkel, but that was like something. No, but I've heard so much about it. It was a pain in the ass to grow. We had, you know, trying to get a purple, you literally put ice on your beds or ice in your water, fucking raspberry (laughs) juice, whatever. You're like, turn purple, ACs, whatnot. But anyways, Right. It had that taste, that flavor. It had the flavor, smelling it. I'm like, oh my god, this could be the one. Well, for me, I don't really give a shit. The looks great. The consumer loves the look, so that's great. We want purple, right? Everyone wants purple. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that's just the magical yeah. color. And so, yeah, yeah we, we, sexy. We, and there it is. It's purple. It's looking beautiful. Well, we dry it, and for me, it's it's that inhale and that blowout and if you could taste that flavor when you blow that out there it is and when i blew that out I went, oh my gosh it was mm. it like uh like that purple with like a little lemon skittle in there and it's just it's delicious it was it's the unicorn i just knew it Oof. i'm like oh my god we got a winner here god. and i kind of you know i yeah. work with like i don't work with them but they contact me a lot like jim divine with la weekly and david downs with uh is it leafly something like yeah leafly and uh yeah they contact me a lot and ask questions and i'm like watch this one look at this one and they were nice enough to keep putting it out there and trust me and sure enough you know that thing is just it's it's caught on and it's you know i know in my little community everybody's asking for it and we're trying to keep it a little hidden but it's starting to go out like all strains do and I did that. I did that with cookies. Yeah. I did a thing with them. Um, just, you know, to get the packaging, they put Ridgeline Lance on there. They got my logo. They didn't take it from me. Like people say, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I don't make much money on it through that, but it's great advertisement and it's getting, I right. honestly haven't even tried that indoor from it that, that they did, but I'm sure it's good. And the most amazing thing with this strain is we do it mixed light. Um, I got this farmer with rising mm-hmm. source at, at this other farm we have, and we do the mixed light. And every way you grow this from inside to mixed light to sun grown, it has a completely different chert profile, yep. completely different. It changes. Wow. And so 
you know, so far the mixed light has just been like, I can't get enough of it. You know, we actually just started this week dropping some packs of that, you know, so that's going to, that's exciting to oh, see think or the, the smoker community is going to think of that because I, I kind of know because everybody right. give it just like, they love it. The high is mellow. It's not really a strong high. I was going to ask you, you mentioned something there, um, throughout there that just, I think slightly had me on the edge of my seat. You were talking about maybe getting into actually launching some seeds. So is Ridgeline thinking about that? Are you guys thinking about maybe this year or is this yeah, long-term I mean, future? What's up with that? I probably could have retired if I would have went the seed route. I could ask so much. Same time, I don't really want to just <laughs> right. throw my seeds out to the, to the world yet in a way that they're really, to me, it's like, you know, they're, they're valuable to me in a lot more ways than money. Um, you know, it's like one, once you throw all right. those out there, there they go. They're, they're, they're gone. So there are certain, I want to, I, I have a bunch of green lantern crosses that I want to start getting out there. Um, I'm going to do a big seed, um, grow this, this, uh, summer. So, you know, I'm actually just going to, you know, have a Lance male and basically pollinate multiple of my favorite strains. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on this, I'm doing it with, if you actually look up tangledroots.com, which is a, it's something that actually worked with Johnny Casali, where we had two farms in one jar, which it's a great concept. It was yep. a bad timing, you know, as, as the market was just plummeting. But yeah, tangledroots.com right now, they're selling like huckleberry seeds and can of country seeds and a few other ones. And my name's on there and gotcha. I'm going to, I'm probably going to do a, a few releases with them of just a few here and there, but you know, it's really hard to doing the permitting here. I mean, I'm eight plus years in, and I'm still fighting with little things, my tiny little farm, still fighting to get all my compliance stuff done. I mean, wow. it is a joke. They want us out of these hills. Unreal. They want the weed out of the hills. Right. So it, they, they basically, they took everything from every person to make our land perfect for them and to the point where nobody has any money to operate. And so for me to Jeez. get another nursery permit, it's probably easy, really, but I'm so burned out on trying to work with the county and the state and, and start up a new process after eight plus years. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, my goodness. So, but yeah, we will be doing some seeds. Like I said, the demand is, is out there. And really, it's the only way to get it out to all these other places now. That, you know, I mean, now I suppose you could ship, right? right? Because it's, you know, tested on THC. And so mm-hmm. that way... I would love it. I'd love it if as my name was on, on, you know, people could experience, you know, Ridge, Ridgeline Lance or the oh. Green Lantern, you know, the Ridgeline Runts, you know, I get yeah, asked dude. all over the world and it just, it's so, oh man, it, it, it's, it touches me. It's, it's, it's an I would honor love really. To. Yeah. I'm most like indoor grower, but living in Columbia, we have a grow season all year and I see a lot of people taking advantage of it. I want to get into outdoor growing and at some point, you know, I'm going to have a property. I'm going to have my 10, 20, you know, beasts outside and learning more about it. But I think I need to come to, to you. People who I want are to go thinking, to Columbia. So maybe I'll bring. Yeah, you I would you. love that, there dude. You I'm thinking uh, you're, you're, that's that would be list, amazing. Columbia, so. Oh, dude, we would love Let's to have you out winter. have a great tour. We can go check out some amazing 
Yeah, there you go. That would be perfect. But talking to outdoor growers, people looking to get into it, or maybe people who are already starting it, and a message you want to give to those growers or any tips and advice, what would you say to those thinking about getting into outdoor growing or already slightly starting it? You know, I would say definitely know what genetics you're going to use. I mean, at least have an idea who you're getting those seeds from. Um, you know, if they're feminized, if they're not, you don't want to deal with, you know, every plant does different things. Some go, so some you can harvest in August and some you aren't going to harvest till October. So it all depends on your seasons. You know, you really need to know, you know, the longevity, how long that plant's going to go to how long your season lasts. Like here, we're good into October, but yeah. if you have, we've had times we've had like even last year, big rainstorms come in September. They could just destroy you. Um, right. Just do a few. Start with a few and, you know, put a lot of love and energy into them. Feed them good, you know, as good as you, you want to be fed yourself. I mean, really, I hate to say it, but these plants, they're they are living, they're, they, they want good food just like you do. And the more energy you put into it, the, the better the plant will be, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, stay right. slow and steady, man. You know, it's like for me, I, that's why I feel I have a way higher quality than these giant farms because I look at every single plant, you know, I feed it the best food. I give it organics. I have right. dirt from eight years old dirt. People are spending millions on dirt. Mine, I amend some, I reuse it, you know, and feed organics, not tons of yeah. salt. And it gets better every year. Okay. So it's, Whoa, what, right. what, what, what <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's just the amount of money that's being lost for people trying to get in the weed game. When we're all here, the, the good weed growers yeah. are here. Where you guys want good weed? Support us. We will keep supplying right. it. So coming to the the closing end, uh, you know, last little bit here, I would love to cover. Like, is there anything that we should be on the lookout? Anyone following Ridgeline, you know, from the media side and obviously on the flower side, is there any things or projects you guys are working on this year? And what does the future hold for you guys at Ridgeline? Um. Well, you know, I some more phenos of the lance that I'm working on right now. Um, I got some crosses of the Lambo and the Venom OG crosses that I actually did with Savage Farms. So I am going to be, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited. Yeah. I love putting out new strains. I love, you know, for me, I feel like that's something that really works and exciting. And, you know, so basically, yeah, look for some new strains. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm definitely kind of working with some mixed light now here and there with some partners on that. So trying, trying to diversify, I'm going to do Sick. some, uh, you know, I've done oil before, but never really done too much. I'm going to start, I'm going to try and actually talk with a local company that just crushes it, Arcade of Fire and do some oil, do some pens, mm -hmm. do some stuff like that with them and seeds. You know, I really need to start diversifying and getting out of just flour, you know, and, uh, yeah, I got my clothing line, the Ridgeline awesome. Farms Apparel. I, I slowly am doing that. It's not I, – I put more energy into really designing the clothing than I do the actual site. But like I said, for me, being a farmer my whole life and just growing weed, I love that. But I do love designing. I love – you know, that, that's why making hats Heck and shirts yeah. and beanies and stickers, to me, it's kind of exciting. Making packaging, I have a bunch of amazing – I'm actually doing – um, well, I did a bunch of with the sticker farmer. It's kind of these bags. They're, they're gorgeous. I mean, they look a little trappy, but they're, you know, they're flashy and 
So I'm going to do some like quarter ounce bags, you know, and I'll have, I'll do some with small, so it's cheaper. Um, But then I have a, I'm doing a project with uh, Tree Hugger, um, which they were the first, they did my first jars ever. And just a really great company, sustainable. They have ocean recycled, ocean plastic lids, recycled jars, and just kind of trying to keep, you know, keep it that route and, and as i steer off i gotta remember where i am and come right back and ground myself and know this is where i came from this is what started me this is what i believe in you know and it's all the crap that's coming out of all this packaging from cannabis it's insane and so you know at, at the end of the day it's just you know just keeping it real you know just being being who you are and Heck i yeah. think that i think that's what people really I think that's what they're like, and I think that's you know, and and I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah, that's we're loving it. They, they we're loving it, Jason. You Dude, you keep keep doing you. Keep showing us as much as you can as well on the Instagram. I'll let everyone know who's listening to the podcast, maybe on Apple or Spotify, or maybe you're watching this on YouTube. An easy and a great way to go support Ridgeline is to hop on Ridgeline on the actual website, right? Is at RidgelineFarms.com, and that's where you can get the merch. And I know merch is probably an easy way for us, like especially me. I'm not there. I can make an order and easily support you guys. Rock my Ridgeline here from Columbia. Uh-huh. Is, that, yeah, uh, Ridgeline, is that accurate? Ridgeline Apparel. Ridgelinefarmsapparel.com. And I got my website, ridgelinefarms.com. We have Ridgeline Farms underscore or Ridgeline underscore farms on, on Instagram. Make sure that you see that check. And the reason I did that yeah. check is because I have multiple – accounts that are just burning people left and right that aren't me fake accounts so you know make sure when you're when you're when you're doing that that you know that you know who you're 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 messing with because ig hates us but they don't hate the (laughs) they don't hate all the fakes right so yeah dude it's crazy crazy times times, you know it's crazy times i'll make sure we have all the everything Ridgeline guys is down in the description here on YouTube. Be able to find the Instagram, the website, everything alike. So make sure you guys check that out. Throw some love their way for sure. And Jason, I want to thank you so much, brother, for taking the time to come out, sharing some some beautiful knowledge here with with myself and hey, the audience. You know, and I do appreciate it. Like I said, people like you, you know, it's like if you get your vo- if you have a voice, use it and. and you know, spread the knowledge. We got to educate people. Don't let people just smoke all this, you know, chemi fields of booth crap. And, and by buying that, they're supporting people that are killing these craft farmers, these amazing farmers that have put their life on the line to grow the best weed you could possibly grow. And so remember at the Emerald Triangle craft farmers, because we love the plant. You know, this isn't just about money. This is our way of life. This is what we do. This is what our family has done. This supports our whole community. So know your farmer, know what you're smoking, know what people are, what they're putting in that herb that you're smoking, because that's going in your body. So, you know, thank you for your time. And, you know, thank everyone for the support. I'm constantly, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blessed. I'm honored. And yeah, I just, I appreciate it. Beautiful, brother. Man, beautifully wrapped up, beautifully said. Everyone watching this, please go share this with the Grow Bro. Send this to someone that needs to hear it. Throw a like down, throw a comment down on this video. Let's keep sharing this information with the rest of the world. And let's keep having a blast as we grow along with this beautiful plant. Thanks again, Jason. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on Home Grow TV.